Hello, welcome back to Be the Best Version of You. Today we have a very special guest, Leah, and she is a breathwork coach, life coach, and all-round amazing human. The conversation we had today was incredible. We spoke about breathwork, it what it is, and the benefits of it. We spoke about phones and social media and boundaries that she's put in place in her life in order for her to limit her phone time and screen time. We talked about books that we love and being in the present moment. And I'm just so excited for you to hear it. So here it is. Hello, how are you? I'm good. So excited to be here. I know. I'm so happy to finally speak to you because we connected a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. And you messaged me because I feel like our profiles and what we're about is very aligned so it's so nice to talk to you yeah it's so fun with these podcast conversations just to get to like get into these deep conversations that you don't always have with others and and be talking to someone like-minded it's so nice yeah definitely that's what I found since joining the community you do have those deeper chats and it's like for so long I've your like I've wanted to manifest these deeper conversations and these meaningful relationships with people. And it's only since I became aligned with starting my podcast that I have met this whole community of people from around the world that are like that as well and do want to speak up like that. Yeah, it's awesome. It's one yeah. of the one of the benefits of technology is the interaction with people from all around the world. Definitely. Yeah, we haven't even introduced yourself. So this is Leah. Do you want to introduce yourself and what you're about? Yeah, so I'm Leah Party. Um, I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a world away. Um, I am a, an alignment mentor. So really, my mission is to teach women that they're limitless and teach women that they're not their thoughts and the thoughts that are telling you that you can't have what you want they're just they're just thoughts right and so um I teach people to like break through those those patterns of thinking and create new patterns of thinking that really support their vision and their values and living the life they want to live um versus kind of this life that we're so often living where it's what someone else wanted for us or what society Mm -hmm. wants for us so um, I teach breath work and I host retreats. Um, what else do I do? I host the Bare Naked Soul podcast. Mm. Um, I am the author of the Heal Your Shit Journal, which is a personal development journal with prompts. So yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you have so much going on. That's so amazing. What was the first thing that you came up with? Was it the journal? Was it the podcast? Tell me about your journey. Yeah. So it started a little over three years ago. Um, the first thing I did was I just made a blog and it was totally okay. just a passion project just for me to share what I was learning. Cause I was learning manifestation and mindfulness and, and starting to like really see my life change. Um, and I had, I had been learning, you know, how to build confidence through, I was working in sales at the time. So I was building a lot of confidence is like being shoved out of my comfort zone every single day. And I was seeing how that was reshaping me as a person and allowing me to feel into my limitless being that I am. So I created a blog just to kind of share what I was learning with other women and really help women to learn to love themselves for who they are on the inside and all of that. Um, 
Yeah. And so pretty quickly, you know, being, being immersed into the world of this, this whole online personal development, spiritual world, I I discovered coaching and I was like, oh, I want to be a life coach. So I became a life coach. Um, Shortly after that started my podcast. And then maybe a year or so later, I was able to leave my corporate job um, to do this full time. And then yeah, things just evolved. I became certified in breath work. Um, and then, and now I just kind of, now I just kind of do what I want to do. I think for a long time, I felt like I had to have a specific niche and it had to be really, I couldn't pursue all of my passions because that would be too all over the place. And now I just allow myself to follow exactly what I'm excited about, you know? So when I was excited about the journal, I made the journal. When I'm excited about retreats, I book a retreat. Um, yeah. So recently I started at my house, a thrift boutique because I'm on this mission to, you know, do my part for with like child labor that takes place in the textile industry. And, um, yeah, so I just kind of do what I'm excited about. It feels really good to allow myself to evolve in that way, because I think we also tend to feel like well, I can't change direction. I went to college for this. I have to use that degree. I said I was about this topic. I can't change my mind and my perspective because we judge people so hard when they change, right? We like, it gives us a false sense of control to say, to be like shocked when someone ever changes like their stance on the topic, but we're meant to evolve. I think we're Mm. here to grow and evolve and play and just like let ourselves exist without all these rules. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of been my journey. That's so cool. And I guess you kind of went into one aspect. And then as you delved into that aspect, you just came into so many more and you went down so many different paths. But each one was getting you closer to what aligned most with you. And then now you're at a point where each each day you can really choose like what you want to do and how you want to live your life. And to get to that point is so amazing because you're as close to your soul as you can be because you choose where you want to be and what you want to do you're not forced in a certain dimension Mm -hmm. yeah it's so true and I think even even if I was still working in corporate I think with with the tools that I have and like with the mindset that I've like I've just shed all these layers of who I'm not and and I've and I still go through phases where I feel like I'm trying to be like everybody else on Instagram and I can feel myself wanting to like change my content to be more like this person because it looks like it's working for them. And so every time I let go of that and like shed those layers of trying to be like this mold of everyone else, I think we can do that in any situation, in any circumstance and just continuously get down to the root of who we are and be more true to ourselves. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I saw someone wrote feedback about one of your retreats and they were saying it always looks like looks like everyone else all all has their life together and I'm the only one going through all these problems and I'm the crazy one and then she spoke about how that the shame that she felt through that and then after the retreat where you went through the journaling and the meditation how you all opened up and it's in fact that everyone has their own things going on in their life and you're not alone in your struggles because even though social media makes it look like everyone's living a perfect life and everyone's got their stuff together, that's definitely not the case, is it? 
Mm, yeah, it's such a, it's like such an important conversation. Because, <clears throat> yeah, the retreats are just a great situation to be with other people in a really deep way. Like when we go to dinner with someone for an hour, it's typically stays pretty surface level unless we're maybe yeah. like really close with that person. But when you're with people for days and you have all the space to just be yourself and, and you're the mask comes off because you're not going to necessarily see these people at the corporate office on Monday morning, right? You don't have to like mm. have the facade that you have when you're around people that like are in your world. So yeah, I think um, I've been also in, in regular life trying to have deeper conversations with people and doing that by just being more honest, mm. right? So like, I'm just like, telling people these things that go on in my mind that maybe I, in the past I wouldn't have told people because, you know, I struggle with perfectionism. So it's all about, mm. it's always been about for me, like making sure people know how perfect I am saying things that will impress people mm. and will hold up this image of who I am in their mind. And lately I've just been to a whole nother degree, like letting that go more and just being Amazing. more honest and sharing like the weird shit that goes on in my mind and some of the, the crazy stuff and finding out that, and people's responses, me too, people's mm. responses, because we, we tend to like idolize certain people and put certain people on pedestals and think that we're, we either tell ourselves we're better or worse than other people, which is all just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And at the root of it, like our minds are all very similar. We're all mm. having very similar thoughts and daydreams and fantasies and fears no matter like who we are and what walk of life we're in. So just opening up about that is so powerful because you just notice other people feel the same way. And then yeah, yeah it makes that connection of, oh, I thought I was the only one who was afraid of this thing or who desired that thing. And it's like, no, we're humans. We're all like pretty similar. Mm. But being vulnerable, isn't it? Vulnerability is such a hard thing. And it's definitely something I've tried to lean in towards my authenticity instead, because I'm a bit of a perfectionist as well. Like I hold myself to such a high standard, um, but sometimes I just need to know that, like realize that I am human, everyone makes mistakes and humans aren't perfect. We're naturally imperfect. It's just that pressure on yourself, isn't it as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's crazy <clears throat> just like the expectations we have are not realistic yeah I saw a quote and it was like we're constantly having overestimations of ourselves and underestimations of everyone else so we're constantly putting ourselves under so much pressure and then everyone else would just like yeah it's fine so I yeah. think it's like changing that perspective yeah that's so interesting mm. So before we said about, we were speaking before about technology, about social media and phones, do you want to talk about some of the boundaries that you, you've put in place in your life that have helped you? Yeah, I know. I, I loved our, our little conversation before we hit record because it's just everyone is dealing with this. Yeah. Everyone is addicted to technology. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like, some one of the most common things when I'm talking about meditation or all the different things that I encourage people to do, they're like, oh, well, I don't have time. And yeah. sometimes, okay, if you have, if you're like, you know, a single mom and you have kids yeah, and you've got kids, yeah, things, things take up real physical time. 
but I dare you to look at the settings on your phone and go to your screen time and then tell me you don't have time to meditate for five minutes a day. Yeah. Right. We're, it sucks us in. And I mean, I think there are benefits to it. I think we get to stay connected to people and, you know, you and I might stay connected. And then when I'm, you know, going to the UK, it's okay, <laughs> we'll meet up for coffee. That's great. But like, couldn't we do that without being addicted and spending three, four hours a day, like mindlessly sucked in. So keeping with all of that, in addition to the problem that we also spoke about is like, everyone's life looks so perfect on social media. Yeah. And I've really prided myself on trying to be real on social Mm. media. And I recently realized I'm not really as real as I could be, Mm. or, or do I even, okay. So it's like, if I'm sharing good things all the time, Mm. then it's almost like I'm obligated then to share things that are bad, but sometimes Mm. those things aren't even mine to share. So like, Mm. for example, we're always seeing the, so the husband dropped off flowers for no reason today, right? We see all the good things, but you're not going to share the fight that you had because sometimes that's not even your business to share, right? Yeah, so that's like, the thing, isn't it? Yeah. So I've we, never really thought about it like that, but it's so true. Yeah. Same thing with like kids. We see all the perfect pictures of the children, but like we don't always see the, the real side behind it. So mm. I think that's a big problem. And I think it's really difficult to actually maintain a presence that is real. I don't think that you even can. So it's I pretty think, impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes us, it's almost like it gives us like we we're lonely, like we're the loneliest, you know, age demographic that's ever been or whatever you want to say. And I think social media gives us a, like it kind of covers that up with a false sense of connection and stops us from really going out and having real conversations with people and seeing that we're all so alike. So yeah, some of the things that I'm doing with all of that in mind, um, you know, cause I've tried the screen time settings where you can set it, but you can just hit ignore. Exactly. Right. So yeah. um, one thing that's really helpful is I bought like a little phone holder like a little cell phone holder and it's in my kitchen. My phone like lives there. So when I'm watching TV with my husband at night or doing other things, like my phone's not by my side. Cause I would just grab Amazing. it. I love that idea. Yeah. I'm going to take this idea. Yeah. It's such a good one. Um, and then, yeah, just becoming, I think you could use, use the social media addiction as a tool to become more self-aware in general. So like uh, just setting the intention, like, okay, I want to be aware of when I'm, when I'm feeling the pull, the inner pull to grab my phone, what's going on inside of me. That, that means I have to grab my phone right now. Is it five minutes of, um, quote boredom? Like we can't stand to wait for anything. We have to grab our phone. What if I leaned in and felt what I'm feeling in those moments where I want to distract myself? And like, I loved, can you reshare what you said about being grounded and present and how technology pulls you out? Because that was so profound. So I'll try and rethink what I said. So I said that the only time I feel really present and in the moment is when I'm not on my phone, I'm not filming something, I'm not trying to record the moment. The only time when I feel present is when technology is away from me and I'm completely away from it. That's the only time when I feel grounded and in the here and now. So it's only when I'm, say, out in nature by myself or I'm alone without my phone, without my laptop, without 
every sort of technology that we have is when I feel present and grounded. So it is hard because obviously some of us have businesses online. We need to be on our phones. We need to be on our laptops, etc. But it's so important to take time away from that to be present in the moment because that's where our creativity comes from as well. My creativity doesn't flow when I'm on my phone scrolling through Instagram, looking at other pages. My creativity flows when I'm on my walk, when I'm looking at the stars, when I'm looking at the sunset, when I'm just after I've meditated, when I'm journaling. And that's all time that's away from my phone, not just on it and being surrounded by social media and technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like everyone listening right now is nodding their head thinking, fuck me too. Like we have to go in nature to be present. Nature does, I mean, nature grounds us so much, but it's really the escape from technology. It's really just not being mindlessly numbed out by the TV or the phone and it's like how do we balance it because for a lot of us yeah like a lot of people are not going to like totally step away I mean I'm not totally stepping away right now I'm just checking my Instagram messages trying to check them like once a day and just you know lean into other aspects of my business for now but um something that could be really helpful too I've been telling people to put a sticky note on their phone that says what is my intention to train your brain that when you pick up your phone it's not mindless it's what is my intention because you know we we so often we have we go to text our friend and then next thing you know we've been on Instagram for an hour TikTok yeah oh yeah so it's like checking in with ourselves like what am I actually what is my goal here and that way we can just learn to be a little bit more aware and then when we go pull up the app we're staying aware and we don't get sucked into that I mean we still will because it's addictive and it sucks you right in but just learning to like train yourself to stay present with it um I think that can be really useful but yeah it's it's a big problem for people and it's it's just so crazy there's another tip I told you earlier was about the settings on iPhone so if you go on your settings you can change the color of your screen from color to this monochrome so it's called grayscale and apparently for the eyes and the brain it's not as inviting and it's aesthetically pleasing for you so naturally it looks quite dull and sad so you won't be on as it for long on it for long because it will literally make you depressed you're like nope that's going away so instead of being for hours because your brain sees all the colors and they're like oh my god like I need to see more and all these apps are designed in a way that they're trying to keep you on that app for as long as they can so you know TikTok it's like the law of attraction what you engage with you get more back so I'll never have like a football TikTok I'll always have like spirituality and mindfulness but then because I love that so much I'm scrolling for so long because the algorithm, isn't it, knows what I like, but then that keeps me on the app for ages. But then I'm like, it comes to a point where is, what are my intentions around this? Like, some of it is educational, don't get me wrong, I do learn a lot from these apps. But then sometimes I'm like, my brain is anywhere but the here and now. So I'm just like, I think it's really good when you acknowledge as well. Like, I can acknowledge when I pick my phone up in my mind, I think, what what am I doing now and then if I have the power to put it down I'm like that's a good thing that's like little steps isn't it yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's 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 just a challenge because of the addictive nature of it. it. It it's like you said, it just pulls you in. They keep giving you more of what you want and the colors and all of that. But don't you feel like when you're grounded and in the present moment, that's when you have the most real, true joy? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I feel like we have this like fake satisfaction from social media or TV or whatever other distractions we have. But the present moment is where our actual real joy is. Yeah. And when we become a society that cannot be in the present moment, Mm. cannot observe something happening in nature without getting out our phone to record it, we lose that joy. Mm. I'll tell you the most beautiful moment I've had in my entire life. And it was when I was away from technology. There was no technology around at all. I was in Sri Lanka and it was my first solo trip when I was about 19 and I went there and it was the night time and I was sitting on the beach and I was sitting at this table there was like these twinkling lights everywhere and I was reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Toil, and I could hear the waves of the ocean and I just like literally had an outer body moment and I was just like I have never felt that present in my whole entire life and I remember for the rest of my life about how beautiful and how much joy I felt in that one moment and I felt just so ecstatically happy and it was so simple it was just the moment that I feel happiness I'm on the beach by myself and I was just like I'll just never forget that moment forever and like there was no phones or anything around it was just me my book and the beach Yeah. And what's interesting about that too, is like, sure, you, sure, we can't all get on a plane and fly to a beautiful place and be like, vacations are something that we do at from time to time. But that it wasn't like you were the happiest when you were on a private jet or yacht Mm. or had just bought a new handbag, right? Or had just gotten a new job title at work. Because we chase and chase and chase and chase those things, right? Those are the things that we tell ourselves are going to make us happy. But the real happiness is within. So we can't, it's like we experience it the most when we're by ourselves in that moment in nature. Um, and yeah. anyone, anyone can do that anywhere in the world. Yes. It doesn't matter if you have lots of money, no money. Anyone can access going outside and reading a book. Anyone can exactly. do that. Yes, because it's about that. It's about that moment with yourself, with mm. just presence and grounding of nature. And and I so I'm actually rereading The Power of Now right now. I love Eckhart Tolle. Um, and I don't know. Do you do you ever feel like you're you read a lot, right? I feel like you read a lot. Do you feel like there is like energy to a book? Like that book is infused with that author's energy, and so you feel that when you're reading that book, you feel that every single line yeah. is so powerful you could take out one line and just create a whole nother book I just think it's the most it was my first spirituality book I read and I was 17 I think or 16 and it's quite a deep book isn't it yeah the concepts are very deep and I think that's what catapulted me into my whole world of mindfulness spirituality and being present and I I couldn't be more grateful for that. I think someone did a YouTube video about books that changed their life like eight years ago. And then I bought it and then it just passed the way for this amazing life. But that book is special. So how old are you now? 24. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, um, I discovered 
I, so my book was The Secret. That was one oh, my yeah. book, but I was 26. So yeah. that's like amazing that you were in literally in high school. Yeah. I can't imagine if I had been in high school and reading a book like that. I wonder, you know what I mean? It's just so interesting, but it's never exactly. too late. It's always the right timing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because the reason why I started my podcast, because ever since I was basically around that time, 16, I was, I had like a journal. So I journaled every single day and I literally have journal entries from eight years ago. And it's just, um, I really recommend if you listen to this now, start journaling, like start writing today because you'll look back and having that retrospect and looking back on like the problems that you had back then. Mm. And it's like, girl, <laughs> you just wait. <laughs> but it's just amazing. Like seeing the growth as well and the things I've accomplished and scripting and you just explore this whole new world. And I kind of wrote, wrote about, my relationships, my family, like gratitude, meditation, how I've explored different things and just different times in my life. I've wrote my favorite songs and, you know, what what clothes I like to wear. And it's just so amazing to look back on all of that and just, yeah, reminisce. Yeah, it's really it's a really cool way to like document your growth and just see like, okay, like, wow, I really have grown a lot. Like the things that so important bother me anymore yeah exactly and that's how I know I've grown I spoke about this on a TikTok how I know I've grown is I don't get triggered by the things I used to get triggered by mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah yeah as before yeah. yeah yeah I was at this is just like a little random thing but I was at a, a big like I think it was like the fourth of July or Labor Day like one of those and I, I didn't know many people there I think I knew like two or three people at this big party and there was like everyone was outside. There was like maybe 30 people. Everyone was outside. And there were two dogs that were like really big and they were rambunctiously playing and, you know, just attacking each other playfully. And they ran into me and knocked me. I like literally went in the air and fell on my butt and like fell hard. And everyone was just staring. Like I stood up and everyone's staring at me and I'm like, oh, I should be embarrassed. Right. I should be upset. But I felt I was fine. I just felt nothing. And I thought, wow, the old me would have been like so embarrassed or cried or like gotten angry, some type of reaction. But yeah, we just noticed that like things that like would have triggered us so much in the past. It's like, there's nothing we we can let go of the things that inside of us that would have been triggered. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a good story because that's exactly how I felt about a lot of things in my life that I the same reaction that I know that I've experienced before because I can look back on my journals I can remember those times when someone would say something to me and I'd have initial like it would fill up my whole body and know that I'm like an emotion like you get defensive that's a big one or like jealous you know anything any emotion like that and some some very similar situation would happen and someone would say something and I just feel almost nothing like I've really controlled like it's not even like I've controlled but it's just like I've grown in a way that I don't have to take that in a certain way because whatever they're saying to me has nothing to do with me but everything to do with them because everyone speaks from their own perspective and their own experiences so that's just whatever I say is from my own experiences and my childhood and everything that I've experienced but nothing that anyone says to you has anything to do with you 
it's everything to do with them and that's what I've learned as well how to like not take things personally as well have you found that as well like growing up yeah totally I love that it's such a good reminder you know I think that for a lot of people listening like they may have they may never heard that before maybe they haven't but it's a really powerful reminder because we walk around all day taking things personally you know when like you said it's not about us that thing that person said is through their perspective it's if someone says like oh you couldn't you couldn't don't quit your job you shouldn't be doing that for a living like you won't make any money or you know all the things people say to entrepreneurs it's like that's that person projecting their own fear that they couldn't do it right another another like entrepreneur is that's successful is certainly not going to tell you that advice exactly always a reflection of them and when we know that and we remind ourselves of that yeah we don't have to take things personally and we can also like forgive easier like we can forgive Mm. people knowing that it's it's just they're having their own problem and we can let things go yeah also on that kind of subject a way to not put people on a pedestal and a way to like you know we always like look up to others and put people on pedestals it's think of them eating like alone or think of them as a child and then you like kind of change your perspective because they've had that journey and like every each person is an individual we shouldn't put people like on these massive pedestals because we're all literally at the same level we're all human at the end of the day so we shouldn't be scared of others and we shouldn't be intimidated by others because we're all the same we all have these these thoughts going on in our head yeah I love that yeah it's, we are we're all just humans and like we we assume that other people we see other people and we assume like oh they're so happy or oh they have no problems because they're rich or like they you know we just like make all these assumptions about people and we have no actually no idea how what their real life is actually like especially if we're judging off of Instagram for example also I think it's because we we're with ourselves on a daily basis like we're with with ourselves when we brush our teeth when we first wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. when we've like just eaten when we're going to bed and like all these situations and then we see just literally like 0.1 percent of someone's life so we're kind of comparing our back whole background and our backstory this one tiny thing and it just comes back to like social media and it's just like we can't we need to stop we need to stop (laughs) Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it even makes me think of the corporate world too. Like I, I think of like being at conferences and like the CEO would be there and it was such a big deal. And oh my God, he's, you know, but I'm seeing him in his suit and tie. I'm seeing him in his Instagram reality. That's him at work being with his mask on, you know, of who he needs to be for the being the CEO. But yeah, I don't see him like, you know, getting up first thing in the morning and just being a regular human. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, moving topic now, I want to talk more about breathwork, because it's something that really interested me about you, and it's something that I want to learn more about, and I know my audience will probably want to learn more about it as well, so can you talk to me, what is breathwork, first of all, and then how you got into it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so breathwork is a, a form of active meditation, so it's breathing sequences, like very specific breathing patterns, um, I mean, it's been around thousands and thousands of years. It came, came mostly recorded alongside of yoga in the very early days, kind of similar um, concept and idea and all of that. But it's basically a really powerful way to use your breath to move energy through your body. So it's a form of energy healing. And 
kind of going back to what we were saying about like we 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 get triggered by something. Someone says something and, and you you have different triggers than I have because it's based on things that are stuck energy that are stuck inside of us from childhood and early adulthood and times when we've been stressed out and go into fight or flight. When we have these emotional experiences and we don't process those emotions, mm. they become stuck energy, stuck emotions in our body. So trauma um, and just different things that happen throughout our lives we obviously are not very good at processing emotions. Children are taught, don't feel your emotions, be a big kid, whatever. Um, weird. We just try to avoid pain. So we mm. drink out, like for me, it used to be a glass of wine after work and overeating. And then it was social media and whatever the different things are that we use to not feel our feelings. So we have all of this emotional pain inside of us that gets triggered. Breath work um, gets you down into the subconscious level where those emotions lie. And it uses the breath to pull those up to the surface and release them. Um, so specifically conscious connected breath work, which is mostly most of what I teach. I mean, I teach several different kinds, but that's the kind where you're like laying down. It's like 20, 30 minutes. You're breathing in a specific pattern. Your, your consciousness shifts. So it's almost like a trippy experience. Um, you, it shuts off the default mode network, which is like the monkey mind. So the chatterbox that we normally struggle with so much during meditation gets shut off. So yeah, there's many different benefits. There's it's purging toxins from your body. So there's health benefits. It's training your whole body to breathe better. Um, increasing lung capacity, which is a huge, huge marker for um, longevity in our, in our health. But yeah, for me, like teaching it really, it's about allowing people to pull out those traumas and those stuck emotions and let them go. And it's, you don't have to relive the traumatic experience, right? You're in this like kind of trippy, ex trippy ex experience of, of laying down and feeling your, feeling some emotions that come up or seeing visuals or whatever, whatever happens, the journey is very different every time. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it allows things to be released. And it can also train us that it, we're safe to feel our feelings. We're safe in our bodies. It, the journey that we're having is okay, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I got into it. I think actually the first time I was exposed, I don't even know how I found breath work, probably from a podcast. I probably was listening to a podcast three years ago and heard about it and took a class online and learned it. Um, and so I took workshops online here and there, you know, was doing it. And then I became certified myself. And now I do it a couple of times a week. It's like a really big part of my life. Um, it's there's other types that are like shorter sessions you can do that are like energy fill it, like fills your body with energy, but still shuts off that default mode network. So you can then go into a meditation afterwards where it's much easier to have like less overthinking. So yeah, that's pretty much what breath work is. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. Do you do this all in person then? I do both. So I have online, I'll send you, I have a workshop coming up. I'll send you, um, yeah. uh, I'll send that to you. But, I'll link it as well for the, the bio of this podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I have the breath portal, which is my monthly membership. So that's um, something people can join where, Every, every month there's new sessions added, but it's like an online library of breathwork and meditation sessions. Um, so I have a seven day free trial for that as well. Um, and then it's $27 a month. And then, yeah, I do it in person at yoga studios and my retreats. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. 
that's yeah. amazing and then life coaching as well I've actually started a life coaching course which is really exciting because it's definitely something that I do want to get into when I want to empower and help other women as well as well as my podcast obviously I started that a year ago now and I have impacted not as many as you on your podcast but still like I'm building a community small community um but life coaching I used to have a life coach as well so I was really inspired by that and then I wanted to explore that so I'm currently doing that course and how have you found life coaching then like what's your journey with that yeah that's amazing I'm so excited for you um yeah so I think life coaching is, it's just such an amazing tool for allowing someone to have the support and accountability to take their intentions and their goals and their vision and their, their values and the way they want to live their life and just have someone supporting them and guiding them on that journey. Um, we all need accountability, right? We all struggle with accountability. So to me, life coaching is just um, having someone kind of, it's, it's very forward focused, whereas therapy is very focused on the past typically, um, often. So where I'm helping people to break down their goals into steps that are actually attainable, realistic, it can be really hard to do that on your own, especially for a perfectionist, right? Our goals are so unrealistic for ourselves. So helping someone break all of that down and like build this vision out of these like smaller steps and then have the support and accountability along the way. Um, yeah. And then in, in terms of the coaching that I do and that you'll do, it's, it's also like, we're kind of a mentor. People are going to hire us because they listen to our podcast and they know that we live a certain way and they want, they kind of want that. They want to learn the things deeper that we talk about on our podcasts. So you allow yourself to kind of be a mentor for that person too. And, um, for a lot of people, I mean, most people don't have someone in their life that can be that mentor that really embodies the things that they want to live by. Mm. A lot of us go through life you know, if we're interested in these like spiritual things and becoming our best selves, it's like, we might not know a lot of other people that are on that journey. So that, that mentor spot is really powerful too, for a coach. Yeah. And I think it's about being that objective person in that person's life, because yeah. you might go to your parents, you might go to your family and friends, but they kind of know your background, but it's just about having that, building that relationship and that mentorship from that objective standpoint. And what I'm learning so far is about like having that other pair of eyes for them, like looking at that situation really objectively like this mm. and then not advising them, but reminding them of things that they already know about themselves. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's like you can teach someone to use their intuition when you're not specifically giving them the instructions, you're teaching them yeah. that like, you have this within you. Let's yeah. pull that out. Yeah. And let's, let's allow you to be, yeah, it's, that's a really powerful part of it too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I really love speaking to you today. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll link um, Leah's Instagram and all her links in the bio of this, if you want to check it out. But yeah, I hopefully we'll make another one soon. Yeah, absolutely. We have, we have so much to speak about. <laughs> we do. We could have talked for hours, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Bye.